Good evening and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and I am continuing to read the book In Sickness and in Health by David Hawkins, and I'm about halfway through this one. Um, I'm really stoked that I sat down and really dug in my heels for this. Because I think there's some important information or I don't know if nothing else it's like almost like a sense of kinship or something there's I feel confident there's something for me in this and what's interesting is so the chapter that I'm in now um, it's talking about how the chronic stress uh, it's kind of going into the navigations of the difference of PTSD and CPTSD. And it's using some really interesting examples um, on the differences between the two and basically uh, making the comparison how uh, PTSD is basically post-traumatic stress that you experience from like a catastrophic event. So maybe like a a singular catastrophic event and it's, um, the examples that they use is like natural disasters, a car accident, um, things to that effect. Um, sexual assault is actually another one that they use and that would be like, like a one-time catastrophic event is, um, when they're putting into the text, that's kind of how they're deciphering the difference between PTSD which PTSD, that's what the PTSD would be from, into CPTSD, which um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder is more so the way they describe it. And I, I would say from my own experiences, it's pretty accurate. It's when you're dealing with like a constantly stressful situation where there's no end in sight. And, um, and it's going into different people's stories from their own experiences that have assorted autoimmune disorders and the physical toll basically that it's taking on the individual in their story and obviously like I mentioned the name of the book is in sickness and in health so this one specifically is citing examples from different individuals that have autoimmune and other assorted physical health conditions that are tied in to long-term relationships that they are engaged and involved in that are not healthy. Um, Some of them could be considered abusive on both sides. Um, And that's, again, the deep dive that this book is taking and I came across this story in one of the pages that I'm on today and uh, it's about somebody that basically this lady that was a graphic designer and here's the dialogue um, of her and the author Uh, so she says have you seen my website no what is it are you still working with it No, I don't do it anymore, she said slowly. 
but I used to help people create beautiful logos and print materials for their businesses. My website shows what I was doing, but I'm not taking on any clients. Right now, I can't focus enough to really do a good job for anyone. My website feels like a cemetery holding the bones of who I was. And so it's interesting to me um, to be reading this in text because it reminds me of an interview that I conducted in, I believe it was late 2020. It was um, either fall or winter 2020, if I remember correctly. And so I had interviewed this girl that for a supervisor position that was, I think, 21 to 23. And she was one of the better applicants for the position. And there was something about that that it was very disheartening to me in the moments that I was experiencing that because as I was going through my standard interview questions she was answering them and um, she did a really good job answering them you know she seemed like she was young enthusiastic and a go-getter and the only thing I could think of after closing that interview was it like it, it gave me time to reflect and I thought to myself like I used to be young and enthusiastic and full of hope for the future like what the fuck happened and it's really weird to think about because like I was so just I don't know like disappointed in myself and having those reflections after conducting that interview that it gave me I don't know a lot of time to sit back and reflect like a lot to reflect on um, if memory serves I think this was right around the same time that my ex had come out to me um, as transgender and of, of, in regards to wanting to present as female around the house and like the whole time frame like I don't think I can fully elaborate to another human being and make them understand how fucking crazy everything felt in my life at that time that that was happening um if i were being completely honest on the topic i think that my ex and i maybe had five hypothetical conversations on the concepts of gender identity and not even specifically talking about you know ourselves just vague conversations about the concepts of gender identity over the 15 years we were together before this bombshell was dropped 
and like it was such a conflicting circumstance because on one hand I I felt and I mean I still kind of resonate with this like I felt as though you know the appropriate thing to do is to be supportive and I really didn't know what that looked like and so I tried to do what I thought was right with that and so um, what I did like I went shopping because I, I knew my ex didn't feel comfortable buying shit so I ended up going to um, a plus-size women's store and I picked up a few things that I thought would fit because my ex was a person of considerable size and unfortunately what comes along with being a person of considerable size who has very particular tastes is a limited variety and so like I that's what I did I went I went shopping and I bought them some garments to wear because I, I don't know you know what I mean this is fucking uncharted waters here and I really didn't know um, how to be a supportive spouse in the moment and I mean I don't know like if I were being um, straightforward about it like at the time that this was taking place like this was the same like a lot of other shit was happening or had happened too and that's I think why this book is kind of hitting me so hard because like it's going into the like the differences between PTSD and CPTSD and um, there was a situation like a potential active shooter situation at work that had happened like right around the same time that this occurred um, I had quit smoking right around the same time that this occurred and you know we're knee-deep in the pandemic so I had like I, I had a lot to process at the time that all of this was taking place and I think through everything like like the more I tried to be supportive the more resentful I became of me being a supportive spouse because as I was doing that what I was realizing is that the way I felt was this is just one more way for me to fucking support you you know there's just one more thing on top of like fucking everything else and I got really frustrated with that because it like if it, it felt to me as though I didn't have a voice in my own fucking household and in my own fucking life because anything that was important to me was you know being dismissed or neglected but at the same time there's this expectation that I'm gonna continue running the house I'm gonna continue being the supportive spouse and life is just going to carry on as fucking normal while I'm trying to process all of these things that are happening and I don't think I did a very good job of processing any of those things that were happening um I mean like I I remember coming home from work that day 
and having a conversation about what happened and like getting a hug and that was it you know what I mean like fucking change the channel like that's it and it's weird because like I still get emotional about that like thinking about it now and that was like fucking three years ago and again this kind of goes back to the whole um, idea of like the, this is where the feelings that I had stemmed from like this is a picture perfect example of why I felt as though I was insignificant in my own life because I had allowed this to happen. I allowed this to transpire. Um, and even now, I reflect on the people that I interact with and the interactions that I have with people. And, like, it's really fucked up because, like, like on a cellular level, like, because of these things that happened over this period of years and then, you know, the high stress shit that happened at the end of those years, like, I am fucking terrified to connect with another human being. Um, and I, I mean that very literally, like, I am absolutely fucking terrified. Um, and realistically speaking, um, the only people that I feel safe with um, are people that I have like no romantic involvement with like at all um, so like I, it sounds like really fucked up but the only people that I like I don't feel safe having um, romantic partnerships because of these experiences because like I don't know how to move past that. Like, I, I, I don't know how to move past everything that occurred and get to a point where I feel like I can legitimately establish trust with another human being in that context. And once again... To put things into perspective, the, the sexual assault that I experienced was almost three years ago. And it's still like the idea of wanting to love somebody fucking terrifies me. Um, and the, the idea of wanting connection fucking terrifies me. And like, I don't, I don't think there's anything that I can do to um, alleviate that that fear and like the only connections that I have in my life where I feel legitimately like safe there's none of that and it's interesting because like I find myself consistent like 
it, it's really confusing because like I I feel like I carry two opposing dichotomies of like unhealthy behavior patterns and I'm like but I don't know what's right you know what I mean like what's the lesser of two evils in this circumstance you know because like on one hand like I'm becoming glaringly aware of um, the level of codependency I um, partake in when it comes to early stages in those types of partnerships and then at the same time so like I, I know I need like a healthy separation because when things start spiraling out I have abandonment issues that are being triggered um, I've got issues where um, you know I, I feel like I'm not good enough um, that are being triggered and then at the same time like the way I want to respond to that is either to get completely enmeshed or completely separate myself um, and basically like you know what I mean it's regardless like I feel like either approach is a completely unhealthy scorched earth approach but at the same time I feel like I'm experiencing such a vast array of fucking different chemicals in my brain you know that like as 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 soon as I feel and I don't know how to describe this better. It's like, so sorry. It's like, I can emotionally feel the concoction of, you know, different neurochemicals that, um, are unhealthy. I, like, it's like, you know, and so my, my approach to the, dealing with this is fucking a hundred percent scorched earth. Because, um, having gone through a situation where I've experienced what I would refer to as either a trauma bond or a love addiction, and all of the ups and downs that I had within my mood while I was going through that experience, and really having that gave me such a weird understanding of, you know, what happens like in the human mind like I didn't think I was going to make it through that period like I really really didn't it was some of the hardest times of my life and I think that as soon as I start feeling anything that is remotely similar to the chemistry that was occurring in my brain at that time like my instantaneous response is to like shut it down like that's like we're burning like we're burning this bridge to the ground fuck all y'all I'm out and it's weird because like it's either one way or the other you know what I mean like I'm like I'm I'm fucking burning it down and running away or I'm fucking lighting the match and running into the fire you know, and again, neither one of these are healthy behaviors, but 
I think where I'm at right now when it comes to everything that's happening in my mind is like I have to choose the lesser of two evils and it's gonna sound fucking really harsh and it's gonna sound really fucking calloused but like having gone through the experience of what it's like when self-preservation is not at the forefront of my mind like I'm never going through that again like that's such a like you know what I mean like it's a very strong statement but I mean that so literally like I don't have what it takes to get to the other side of that a second time it was a very challenging period for my mental health to the point where I really don't think I could sustain another turn. And I'm guessing maybe somewhere in that experience contains the lesson of putting myself first. But which is important. At the same time, there there is a part of me that is sad that I have to be so fucking callous or insensitive to the feelings of others while um, going through this process, I guess. Because it's fucking scary. You know? Like, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's another takeaway that I should probably have thought of at some point or another. Like, maybe I need to spend more time by myself. Yeah. Like, because I feel like I have a lot to unpack. Like, I think I'm doing okay and I'm packing some stuff. But there's other things where when I reflect on it, like, I honestly don't think that I've unpacked half of what I need to, you know? And it's confusing and it's complicated because, like, on one hand, I would love to experience the idea of unpacking some of this shit with the support, the active support of another human being. Um, the flip side of that is being completely paralyzed with fear at the idea of even trying to unpack this shit with somebody that I care about. Um, so, that's why I fucking talk to random strangers that listen to my podcasts on whatever fucking method of podcast listening they use because it's easier to unpack this to the fucking world at large and some fucking randos out there that I don't know than what it is to try to unpack this shit with somebody that I want active involvement with in my life.
so yeah I don't know like I, I don't know where to go from here and so yeah that's pretty much that's uh what today's reading has brought me to is all of these fucking crazy feelings that I'm trying to process. So, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you everybody for tuning in, and as always, be well.